And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Well, the latest jobs report out of Washington shows total non-farm payroll employment increased by 428,000 in April, and the unemployment rate was unchanged at 3.6%. Job growth was widespread, led by gains in leisure and hospitality, in manufacturing, and in transportation and warehousing. U.S. Labor Secretary Marty Walsh explains more. We're about 95% recovered from the pandemic. We have seen great job growth since President Biden has taken office. In the leisure and hospitality industry, we've seen wage growth by 12.6%, which is certainly outpacing inflation. We're seeing transportation and warehouse sectors is now 12% above pre-pandemic levels. So we're seeing growth in those areas. In leisure and hospitality, it still remains about 8% lower. That's where a lot of businesses are struggling right now. And we have work to do there. One of the current challenges is ensuring there is enough labor to create food security and national security. Secretary Vilsack has an amazing grasp on the issues of food insecurity and supply chain and food production in the country. Certainly has, has worked with myself and Secretary Buttigieg on creating better pathways into trucking, an industry that people automatically connect to supply chain, but it goes much deeper than that. We created a program here in the Department of Labor and Transportation for a pathway into the trucking industry. We've cut down significantly the timeline. So if a company wants to sign up for the pre-apprentice programs that we're working on, it's 48 hours and we have 400 companies looking to get into this. We have over 120 companies already signed up for our pre-apprentice programs and our apprenticeship programs to get more people in that industry. The second piece is about making sure that as we think about investing in job training and workforce development, we're investing in rural America as well, and we're investing around agriculture and food and food production. And a recent human smuggling ring discovered at a Georgia onion farm has led to new calls to take a fresh look at the H-2A program. I quite honestly think we have to take a fresh look at immigration as a whole. I think that there's an opportunity. There's a bill right now in Congress, the Immigration Reform Bill. Oftentimes when we talk about immigration, we get caught up in what's happening at the southern border. The reality of the situation is that we have 12 million jobs in America. We have 6 million people roughly looking for jobs. And now's the time to look at immigration, do some really good, strong immigration reform, create a pathway for citizenship for the people that are in this country, put some restrictions and some regulation on the border so people understand that, but create a pathway into the United States of America. Again, that's U.S. Labor Secretary Marty Walsh. Well, May is Mental Health Month, which can often be a difficult topic to talk about across farm country. Karen Endress is the Farm Wellness Program Coordinator for the Wisconsin Department of Agriculture. She says farmers carry a big load, which could sometimes get too heavy for one person. We all know that farmers wear many hats. They can be accountants, meteorologists, that's especially important right now, business managers, nutritionists, the list goes on and on. Those years are working together, all those roles that they're doing. One experience is a little stress, right? That gear gets broken. Maybe our fields aren't drying out. The weather's not warming up. But we can fix that. Farmers are great at fixing things. So we fix that gear. We time things differently. We're shifting things around. But then what happens when many gears get broken at the same time? Often the things that can go wrong aren't within the farmer's control, which only adds to their frustration and stress. We were very disappointed. First, I think the credibility of the roundtable was hurt by the lack of any mainstream agricultural representatives at the meeting. Additionally, there was really no meaningful discussion of the law. So EPA can only make an informed decision if it seeks out and listens to all viewpoints. And we share the goal of clean water that was expressed by many of the participants, but farmers and ranchers need clear rules. And this roundtable failed to address how both of those goals could be achieved. Farmers face a lot of challenges in rural America, many of which they share with other producers. 
There's 10 roundtables, so nine more to come. The next one will take place on May 23rd. All of the other meetings are pretty much concentrated in the month of June, so definitely more to come on this. Again, that's Karen Endress of the Farm Wellness Program in Wisconsin. The Environmental Protection Agency's first WOTUS roundtable last week didn't address farmers' need for clear rules, according to the American Farm Bureau Federation. Courtney Briggs, AFBF Senior Director of Government Affairs, says the first roundtable lacked diversity needed to discuss WOTUS. In theory, these meetings are designed to bring folks with different perspectives together to talk about regionally specific implementation concerns pertaining to WOTUS. And the list of participants for this first roundtable was diverse on paper, but we are very concerned about the lack of diversity of experience on the panel. And few of these participants have actually navigated the regulatory process associated with Clean Water Act compliance. Briggs says Farm Bureau was disappointed in the results. We were very disappointed. First, I think the credibility of the roundtable was hurt by the lack of any mainstream agricultural representatives at the meeting. Additionally, there was really no meaningful discussion of the law. So EPA can only make an informed decision if it seeks out and listens to all viewpoints. And we share the goal of clean water that was expressed by many of the participants, but farmers and ranchers need clear rules, and this roundtable failed to address how both of those goals could be achieved. Briggs adds that Farm Bureau will stay engaged in the process. There's 10 roundtables, so nine more to come. The next one will take place on May 23rd. All of the other meetings are pretty much concentrated in the month of June, so definitely more to come on this. And that's Courtney Briggs, American Farm Bureau Federation Senior Director of Government Affairs. And lastly, here on American Ag Today, it was announced last week that Bush Light and John Deere will form a partnership to support farmers. Through the For the Farmers Partnership, special edition Bush Light cans will feature John Deere equipment. A portion of the proceeds from the partnership will benefit Farm Rescue, a nonprofit that provides critical material aid to family farms. Dan Erdman of Farm Rescue says they are thankful for the promotion. We're humbled, uh, we're honored, and, and we're excited by the decision to choose Farm Rescue as the beneficiary of this kind of first-time-ever co-promotion here. It's not something that John Deere has done in the past, but two fantastic companies that have teamed up for this For the Farmers can promotion. Again, it's a special edition Bush Light can decked out in that uh, John Deere green and, and yellow and got the tractor on the front and uh, the agriculture in the background. For each case sold during its limited run, Bush Light will donate $1 to Farm Rescue, up to a maximum of $100,000, with John Deere matching Bush Light's donation. Erdman says the donation will be a big help. It's going to make a huge impact on our efforts to support farm families going through crisis. And it also it kind of thrusts us into more of a national spotlight and just lets folks know who we are and, and what we do. The mission of Farm Rescue is to help family farms and ranches bridge crises so they have an opportunity to continue viable operations. It's an age-old concept. It's neighbors helping neighbors, but we like to say our neighbors just come from a little further up the road. It's a volunteer-led organization. There's just a handful of us full-time staffers to keep the wheels turning and, and coordinate all the different things that we're doing. And again, it's planting, it's haying. 
harvest assistance, livestock feeding assistance, and then occasionally some hay hauling and commodity hauling for those farmers that are going through, again, an injury, illness, or natural disaster. And so the whole reason Farm Rescue exists is to come in and kind of provide that short-term solution and help bridge that gap left by an unexpected crisis and hopefully keep those farm families doing what they love to do long-term and, and hopefully for the next generation. And you've been listening to American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great day.